We are recording. Testing. One, two, three. One, two, three for sure. I'll put it around. I don't see anything saying a right error. So. Do you see anything saying wrong error? Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Survivor Series. We are recording in a different spot. We're currently doing renovations to my home office. Uh, so the podcast studio uh, that is my office is currently unavails. So we're on a, a mobile Zoom here, uh, and I'm holding a microphone, and Jesse's still got the usual headset, so it might sound a little different. I feel like I sound a little different on the headset, but... It all gonna come down to you know. It's all gonna come down to uh, how it sounds in the edit. Hopefully, it sounds good. Um, if it doesn't, you only gotta deal with this for probably a week. I hope. I think. I think maybe just a week. So we'll record. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. Yeah, it comes down to the painting job. But uh, we have this as a backup, so don't worry, folks. Uh, we're still going to come at you live, though. Of, well, not live, with uh, uh, this episode of Survivor Series. I'm your host, Ryan Nightsey. And with me, as always, the lovely, the beautiful, the talented, Jesse Dubioski. Jesse, hey, how hello. are you doing? I'm, I'm cozy. I'm a little sleepy. Um, we did wake up and then immediately start recording practically. I'm not a morning person, so. You've never been. I'm a, It's going to take me a minute to get into this, but I'm here. I got my coffee. Your coffee. My coffee. Um, we got the fire. We got a fake uh, fireplace fake going. Fireplace. We got. What do we? We have the, a real fireplace, but we don't use it. Yes. Because we haven't had it inspected yet. That is fair. So. What's the uh, renovations happening with the uh, home office here? You're sort of leading the charge here because I have not a, a design bone in my body. I don't know. <laughs> great, great to know. Great to know uh, now. We're painting it green. And then we're going to build some stuff. Do I know what yet? We're building a desk. Yeah. We're putting we're putting together half of a desk from uh, a popular movie that... That was destroyed by a giant uh, purple alien that yeah. was obsessed with snapping. He was a big jazz fan. He uh-huh. would go to... He would go, <laughs> that's the universe's worst nightmare is when Thanos goes to a jazz room and just snapping. Do we have to censor Thanos? No, I don't think... Who cares? I know, I'm kidding. To go with the bit, though. Do you think Kevin Feige is listening to this? I mean, Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this, we were going to trash it. it. It's trashed. If you're asked, if you're, if you, it's, we threw it in a dumpster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. And uh, I cut it in half and I took it all. That is accurate. Um, anyways, um, we're talking here about this week's episode of Survivor, of course, on Survivor. If you're listening to us the first time, then what a weird spot to list, start listening to us. But I appreciate yeah. nonetheless the semi-finale of season 45. I mean, we are judging you for, for joining now, but... But we appreciate also, it. Yeah. But, but we, like, we're going to sit here and, and think about how weird it is. It's, it is weird. I mean... I'm just kidding. It's... <laughs> You gotta jump in at some point, right? You have to jump in at some point with both two feet. But uh, the semi-finale of season forty-five is a weird spot, I think. And we something. like weird. Yeah, I do. We do like weird. Yeah. We're a bunch of weirdos, wouldn't you say, uh, audience? 
I can only assume that there's a laugh track or or a, it's just some clapping. sort of bit happening right now. Just clapping. Okay. Because we're on the Zoom, uh, we're on the Zoom handy P4 recorder, uh, it, uh, PodTrack P4 recorder. It comes with presets, audio presets. So I have four of them that I will be hitting the entire episode. And I have no idea what they are. Well, I have some idea. You were telling me about them, but I forget. So. Yes, but also you don't have the audio uh, to hear what they are this yeah. time around. So uh, anyway. it's a fun one. It's a fun one. Well, we're here obviously talking about episode 12 of Survivor. We, we are in the second to last episode of the season. Um, things are coming down to the wire. Um, and we'll start discussing a lot of different things here. But we'll start with episode 12, the ex-girlfriend at the wedding. Um, <clears throat> any any overall thoughts about this episode? I guess before we really get into it, Beanie. Lies, lies, all oh, lies. I love it. Yeah, this episode is a really good uh, dissection of this burgeoning relationship between Dee and Austin, and Which also they completely the producers <laughs> miffed. Yeah, we'll get to that because I have feelings. Um, but and so I, do Austin and Dee. Yeah. Well, my point there is that it really dissects the relationship between the two of them uh, and who is who is the emotional one and who is gunning to win a million dollars. I think it becomes very clear at the end of this episode. Uh, so we get back from the post-Emily blindside vote. Uh, the camp is very quiet, eerily quiet. Uh, Julie breaks the si- silence. Uh, she says in an interview that she's ecstatic for her move. She thought it was great, which, uh, of course, it was. Uh, Austin says he thought Julie's play was tragic, is what he said. Well, uh, yeah, he gave her the more <laughs> powerful idol. And then she and used, used it against him. Uh, yeah. Come on, Austin. But he thought that the vote would be Jake or Emily, so that's why he didn't play his amulet, which I thought was interesting uh, because not once did he think he was on the chopping block when D was, in this entire time, fighting to keep him. I wonder if, like, I feel like if D thought that Julie was really going for Austin, I feel like she would have told Austin that he, like... Julie's putting your name out there. Julie's going to play pull your name. That's, right? That your might name? be a fair right point. Here. I can't words. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point. Uh, excuse me. I was taking a sip of water. Um, I think that's a fair point. If, if Dee truly felt that Julie was going to go for Austin, then she probably would have told Austin that moment. Yeah. I mean, we would like to assume. But also... D is not as forthcoming with Austin as Austin is with her. Yeah. Which I think she's definitely less compromised than Austin is. He's just a a gooey little emotional boy. He's just a little chocolate chip cookie just out of the oven. He's just, he's a little soft and squishy. This is a great analogy, I have <laughs> He's to say. a little soft and squishy and he's warm. And D is like, nah, I've been out here for days. I'm <laughs> Solid as a rock. The cookie general that's been out. The <laughs> sugar cookie that's been sitting there. take a bite out of me. Yeah. Uh, um, we get a moment with D where she's sort of talking about how she's been acting all night. Uh, basically, like we, we knew that they were going to do is that D... She's going for her Oscar. D is going for the Oscar. She is going to act like she's angry with Julie so that which she can we play up this idea. Sorry. Which we didn't really see very much of them, actually. They were like... 
distant it, from each other, but yeah, it was less of a an actual fight, more of like a cold war, you know. I don't sort know of if thing. anybody even picked up on it, to be honest. What? I don't know. I don't know explicitly if anyone picked up on it, but there's this. There's at least the idea that like people assumed that she was still with Austin and Drew. So yeah. and assume that she wasn't with Julie. So maybe people didn't really talk about it, but people, but whatever, whatever was happening, it worked. Are you can't wait for Austin to find out? Oh yeah, everything. I'm yeah. We'll get to that obviously. Uh, so uh, she's been acting all night. Obviously, she. Uh, I wrote down D lies to Austin about the play. Um, what wrong with it? Um, D lies to Austin about the play. Uh, I think that's just like the play, the idol play is what I meant to write down. We don't necessarily know if he lied to Austin about that idol play. I should, I should be clear. Um, but she, uh, uh, just seemingly did not tell him. Um, but it establishes this idea that, uh, Austin cannot lie to her, has to go tell her about what's happening with Julie. But when it help, can help D. She will not tell information. She can lie uh, to Austin, but he cannot Listen, lie to her. They both know what this game is. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you know, D told herself no showmances. So maybe she's gonna have her showmance, but she's not gonna let it get in the way of her game. She uh, and Austin is letting it get in the way of his game. She is, she is willing to sacrifice a burgeoning love, something that she described as potentially her husband at one point in time. Well, because I think they both know that it's a game, and she's like, well, at the end of this, we both know why we're here. Yeah. I, I will. I, we can pick this up afterwards. I agree. You know, I can pick you up in my million-dollar car afterwards. Pick you up in a, in a private jet. Uh, is that what people do with their money now? Probably. Um, just ask Taylor Swift. Um, hey, uh, so I, I think when I write, D lies to Austin because Austin asked her, hey, did you tell Julie? And she's like, no, I did not. Uh, Drew also comes over and asks a similar question. D also lies to him. Um, she swears on her whole family. Exactly. Uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew, in an interesting cutaway, says that he knows someone is lying uh, and just like, there's some, there's bad faith actors out here. And he's really like, a very interesting cutaway to have, knowing what happens at the end of the episode and how Drew's episode arc goes. But it, it's very interesting because he's like, there's some really bad faith actors out here. Somebody's obviously lying. But he doesn't say who. He never they picks up. They imply that it's Julie with the edit. Yeah. They imply it's Julie. There's also the implication that it might be D because obviously it's happening the same moment of D telling them. But he never explicitly says it's D and he never really is like going after D in any moment. Right? Yeah. So he, so he's like, someone's lying, and someone's a bad actor, and someone's lying. And I'm like, bro, you have no idea who's lying to you. That means they are not a bad actor. What are you talking about? Um, but uh, that is the story. Of, that begins the story of Drew. Uh, so Drew also goes on and says that basically he's straight up pissed at Julie. Uh, Julie doesn't trust any of them now. Uh, I think they have a conversation between the two of them on the beach, and it's just like, Drew's just like, Yep, uh-huh, the Reva 4, getting back together. And Julie's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to work with you guys if you're willing to work with me, but I'm I'm unsure. And he's like, nah, we're all good. We're cool. We're cool. And I'm like sitting here being like, to talk about bad faith actors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're both just like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Together again. Together again. Together woot, again. Woot. 
Um, Katora wakes up and she goes idol hunting. Um, and cusses on camera again. Thank you, Katora. Uh, Austin and Dee catch her hunting and Katora admits to searching for an idol. Uh, that's the moment where that awkward moment. I think she said something to Austin of like, uh, uh, don't tell anybody because this is so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and Austin's like, uh-huh. And they all like say to each other, look, oh, it's so that Julie doesn't get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we get that moment on the beach where Julie and Drew were talking about the read before final. That's definitely probably that will definitely not happening. Um, Dee and Julie talk about how good Dee's acting is. They talk about voting for Drew potentially. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's pretty much everything before we get to the reward challenge. So this is just such a sad episode. Why is it a sad episode? I haven't lost anyone in seven episodes. Okay, these are spoilers oh, for the sorry. end of the episode oh, of what's happening. And you instead, can cut that out. Instead, no, we're keeping it in. <laughs> we're going through the order of the show. You can't talk about the ending and how sad it is I for just, you. When I, you're, like, when I don't we're like doing at the things in order. Challenge. I like going all over the place. You you literally wrote it down in order too. I'm I'm so confused. Yeah. And then they say Drew's gotta go, and then I just Drew, got sad. Drew's gotta go. Why are they going after go. my boy? Why can't we go after, like Austin, or something? Well, because Austin's dating D, so well, that's why. But can we go after like Julie again? No. Oh, or like Jake. Jake's there. No, and no. Anyways, what about what about what about? Hold on, I got this. Better be. D. No, okay. obviously not. Uh, why would D go after herself? Uh, reward challenge. We get to the reward challenge. It's a very strange reward challenge, I would argue. Basically, you have to race from the ocean to a barrel, uh, and then sort you of. You have to, as Google would say, do a barrel roll. I literally. Did you, did you do a laugh track? Did no, you do a laugh track? I did the rim shot. Uh, walk. I should have a. I should have an audio thing that just says waka waka. Um, but yeah, basically that's He's probably, so mean to me. So they name these challenges. Uh, every challenge has a name. I wouldn't be surprised if this challenge's name was do a barrel roll because that's perfect. So yes, race to the beach, do a barrel roll. Ri- basically, ride the barrel. Uh, 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 you know. Like one of those, like if you ever go to like a water park and there's like sort of like this lily pads and you kind of just have to like, you know, wade, wade your way across the rope ladder thing on that lily pad. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? You're looking and at me like I'm crazy. I remember there's like a a log ride. Yeah. We didn't really no do idea. water parks as, as kids. That's kind of shocking to me. Um, but I, I guess, th- are they water parks expensive? I guess they are. Yeah, I mean, there was one time that we went to Six Flags and we went to the water park area, uh-huh. and then we went to Splashdown in like middle school. That's our, that's our local our local water park, the one that has three slides and and a pool. You never went to Jungle Gyms in Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, you know what? We probably did. I love Jungle Gyms. It's a great water park. It's so it's remember. small, but it's like it's fun. I don't remember the lily pads though. I actually don't know if they have this. Um, so anyway. you lied to me. Uh, this th- is all the theme of this episode is lies, lies, lies. You ride the barrel. You get three keys. Then you have to solve a slide puzzle. The winner 
uh, of the award challenge gets gets a million dollars. Well, no, that's if the winner of the episode, the whole thing, uh, the winner of the reward challenge gets a, a bunch of picnic food uh, and goes be able to go on a pin, uh, picnic on a little sand drift in the ocean. A uh, helicopter ride to a picnic. To on a, a sand drift. Remote to eat food. sand sand spit in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, sounds romantic, doesn't it? Uh, <clears throat> I feel like I sound I found sound very weird. Hold on, let me try something. Uh, okay, the, the, didn't like that I did that. Uh, <coughs> didn't like that I did that. Uh, yeah, I kind of sound weird, so I don't know what to expect here. Um, so I apologize, folks, if I sound too weird. Um, <coughs> Uh, basically, Austin is out to an early lead. Katora is slow in the water, as Austin's we've come like, to expect. I must do this for my love. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that we're like actually heading into the episode, I fully believe now that uh, they just cut out that um, underwater task thing—not task, but uh, immunity challenge. You know, the one where they have to—it has a name, famous name—where they're all underwater and they have like with to the, breathe with the straws. Be, yeah, make straws out of their hands and breathe. I fully expected this point that they've just cut it um i mean actually they don't don't, do it every time do they they've done it every season for a couple seasons now and there's a good chance i mean maybe it'll be the it might be the one that uh gets the person who decides who goes to the final three i feel like they typically do it around here though like six or seven or five i mean i guess it could happen next episode i don't really know but uh but katora's slow in the water here uh austin uh finishes the barrels first followed by drew uh, and then Austin just gets to the slide puzzle. We know he's good at puzzles, um, and he nails it. He solves the puzzle first. Austin wins. I think that I wrote, I wrote down, if he doesn't take D, I think Jeff would have cried. Like, I, I, I think on cried. camera would have broken down and been like, why? And then would have just added people until he picked D. <laughs> yeah, I was so... You and I are sitting on the couch. I'm so excited because this is a perfect television moment coming Mm -hmm. up, right? Um, We have Austin. He has this romantic picnic on a spinster, uh, taking a helicopter ride and everything. Such a romantic journey. Austin is killing the challenge. Killing the challenge. He's like, I got to do this for my love. Uh Uh-huh. This is it. This is so romantic. He picks D. Oh my God! I'm so happy. Picks D. Austin and D going like immediately. Up Doesn't even hesitate. Doesn't even just hesitate. Like D. Picks D immediately. Uh, such a romantic journey on. Uh, uh, you know, so much good television we're about to have in a moment. And then Jeff's like, "And you're gonna have to pick a third. Ugh. Hey, third wheel, Jeffrey. Why? Now." There's a good chance, and I said this about, I was trying to say this about the straw challenge, whatever it was called, about how uh, they probably have to lock in these challenges at the beginning of the season. They probably can't change challenges as it's going mm-hmm. along, um, and that is probably to do with uh, uh, game show law, which is real. Um, game, show, game show law is essentially like trying to make sure that the challenge is as fair as possible. Uh, so you probably can't change challenges mid midway because mm-hmm. that you know you have to just have have to lock in from the beginning. Um, and in that moment, it, it, there's a good chance that they were locked in on you had to have three people on this challenge to begin with. Mm, I don't think that they have to lock in how many people go on the reward. That's a fair point. There's because the Jeff immunity changes is, that all the time. Yes, the immunity is the one that really helps that. Jeff, 
Yeah, well, yeah, I guess there are those moments where someone asks, can I pick another person, and Jeff allows it. And in those moments, we don't necessarily know if it was going to be another person or not. Um, but Jeff is also an executive producer where seemingly he can make those decisions and make those changes. Um, but at the same time, there's also the argument that of, well, you can't change how the rewards, reward challenges in the moment because arguably the reward challenges can help you and give you an advantage of, you know, good food, good night's sleep, letters from home, you know, mm. it can give you advantage in the game, um, arguably. So I don't really know. Either way, if I was a producer for this show and I knew or saw that it were going to have three winners for this, I would, like, I would have been so upset. I was like, can it just be two? Can it just be D and Austin? We would have 10 minutes of fantastic television. We have romantic They'd be moments. feeding each other grapes. We could have a kiss on television if we have D and Austin do this by themselves. Oh, Instead, I 100% think... That we're going to have a kiss at the finale, like, afterward. I hope so at this rate. I hope so at this rate. But we we could have had a kiss here, is my point. And as someone that loves love, uh, we could I have had a kiss love. here. Instead, we had to have a third wheel of Katora. Uh, that, no offense to Katora, but she also knew that th- this sucked. When they got in the <laughs> helicopter, and she was like, they're sitting real close. They're holding hands. I'm a third wheel. I was like dying. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so awkward. Katora saying that comment made the segment work in a way of like, she recognized how awkward it was, but it was. It I think was, it would have been more weird if it was just like the three of them and like she didn't know. Yeah, 100%. So it, it ended up working. It ended up working on like this meta level where she's recognizing that she's the third wheel. But realistically, everyone wanted, and I imagine the producers also wanted, it's like, yeah, I'll take a meta story of, oh, she's a third wheel. But I really want a romantic moment between Dee and Austin and the helicopter pilot just sitting there, uh, just, you know, enjoying their, their wine, enjoying their food, their, the cured meats and everything. I was so upset audience he was he was shouting i was shouting at the television i turned to jesse i felt it in the pit of my stomach i was was such a missed opportunity like i was so angry i have a degree in producing film and television technically and every part of my producing soul that i got from college was dying on the vine everything aligned perfectly for that moment yeah and it didn't get to happen And it didn't get to happen like it did in a way but money on the table is what that is money left on the table it's so it was so frustrating to watch um so frustrating to watch um yeah yeah that's my that's my tangent uh you know what everyone was more talked more about than the third wheel it seems uh, the fact that they flew by the losers. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That that was a good. Just also to good rub moment. it in. That was also a very good moment. How rude. Um, there is this uh, idea here, I guess, of uh, 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 um, we we didn't really discuss it yet, but there's the idea that Austin said when he had to pick his third choice that he had to make a strategic choice. Mm-hmm. Um, someone uh that can he know he's basically says something about like someone that knows that he can they can stay on the island and make sure things go their way basically he's uh, electing babysitters uh so that's why he brings katora excuse me katora that's why he leaves drew obviously drew gets upset by this for not getting picked 
Um, Julie is also kind of upset because she recognizes that she's being babysat here. Yeah. We get some moments between the two of them, well, three of them really as well, but go on. But to be fair, like, yeah, Katora is that person you don't want to leave at camp with Julie. Turns out it was actually Jake that you don't want to leave at camp with Julie, but Katora is the one that, like, I feel like can turn on a dime. Um, and I feel like of the three people that you would have to babysit Julie... I think Jake and Drew are the right choices. I think you want, you take a tour with you. You keep her happy. Keep her away from Julie. You keep Julie away from being alone without Drew. You need Drew there yeah. to back you up. That's actually a great point of like 100% in hindsight. You should have chosen Jake because. But I mean, I mean how would you, how would he have known that? Jake is the one that has gone along with everything. Yeah. Uh, as far as we know, though, Jake... Well, Jake finds the idol while they're gone. So that's that's the argument, is that if you brought Jake, he might not have found the idol. And then in that moment, he might not have come up with... I mean, maybe he would have come up with, but he certainly came up with it after the fact. This whole idea of, let's make a move. I want to work with Julie. Maybe he made that move because he knew that he was safe. And yeah, didn't he, had, he was empowered by it. But like... To be fair to Austin, like, you don't know any of that's going to happen. You're just looking of at course. Of course. Jake versus Katora, like, who's a good person to leave with Julie and Drew. Yeah. Like, it's Katora's a bad, the it's one a bad play that can... in hindsight. Yeah. Well, I think it was the right play in the moment. No, yeah. And I, it and turned out I agree. to bite him in the butt, but there's no way he could have known that. Like, historically, Katora's been the one that, like, flips on a dime or, like, is more willing to do, to go against the group. Mm-hmm. Or, like, to get a certain person, whereas Jake is the one who's been voting to stay safe. Yeah. So, like, if you have him and Drew at camp with Julie, that sounds like a good idea. No, yeah, I agree. I'm, I I just said that. I, I agree that it makes sense in the forefront, but in hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty. it obviously did not work out. And maybe yeah. that was the domino that held, that led but, to But, I mean, it did work out because they didn't vote for Austin. Well, it would have worked out if uh, they, gave, I mean, they, they kissed on camera. But uh, huh. I mean, they couldn't vote for Austin, but... Um, Basically, there's some camp stuff. We kind of skipped you around. You really wanted a kiss. I really, I, I want to. Of course, I want to kiss on television. It's so good. I wonder if it's I would have gotten points. I wonder if I would have gotten points on uh, if, if there was a kiss. Damn, we probably would have. I probably would have gotten points, wouldn't I? Well, too bad. I'll look that up after the fact. Um, we get some stuff at the camp where Drew recognizes that he's a babysitter. Julie also recognizes that she's being babysat. Drew's pissed so much so that he throws the lid of the rice pot. Uh, he's he's Drew is on one this episode. Listen, your number one from the beginning has won. This was his second. Uh, no. I, well, I don't say. know about the reward. This but he's is, won a lot of challenges, right? And he finally wins a reward challenge. He's won one immunity, and I don't know if he's I won he any. Won two. No. He's definitely won one immunity because they mentioned it at the, well. the immunity challenge. I don't know if he's ever won a explicit reward. Yeah, but no remember. one's ever picked Drew to go on a reward. And finally, his number one... It just sucks for Drew that it was a romantic picnic because obviously he's not going to bring Drew, right? There, yeah, I think I think the argument of like him trying to do a strategic moment, it was he was going to leave Drew behind in that moment. Yeah, it sucks for Drew, but I get it. Like your number one finally gets a reward challenge. It's like the one person who would pick you mm-hmm. doesn't pick you. Yeah, if he wasn't romantically involved with D, I can see an argument where he picks Jake and Katora. 
Yeah. And he leaves the Reba three there because if, he knows. Or if it wasn't like the final six or whatever, if it was back in the day, he yeah. would have he would have picked Drew. Sure. But now we're at a point where there's less and less people. Yeah. He has fewer and fewer people to leave behind in camp. I feel, I mean, I get it. I get why Drew's mad. Uh, the helicopter does a flyover. Drew's pissed because of that. Uh, Katora realizes she's a third wheel. We've said a lot of this stuff already. It's the episode of this title. The, the, title, the- is, <laughs> title of this episode just Drew's pissed. Yeah, basically. Uh, D appreciates Austin's picking her because she, because I wrote down, because her man put actions into words. Words into actions. Yes, correct. She put his words into actions, uh, and then yeah. the, there's this moment where the, the you know, we break we break the fourth wall, and the producer is saying like, "So what's your relationship with Austin? You seem smitten." And she's like, "I am, I am smitten." And like, oh my gosh! But that's what I mean. Like, like they're so and like they're really leaning. Austin in, is so cute. I know, and they're really leaning into this this very romantic, cute moment. But they could have had a kiss here. It was right. But here. listen, ah! listen. And I think they know that. Um, but like props to them for still involving the third wheel, you know? Yeah. They could have just, you know, ignored Katora the whole time. And they kind of, they probably could have. You're right. But You're right. they did. A, and I'm sure they were disappointed that it wasn't just them on that little, little beach island with a picnic. Yeah. But I think they did, they did a great job involving her in the picnic. Okay. That's probably accurate. Props, props to them. Props, prippy props to them. <clears throat> Um. What else? What else? What else? I think I had to lower my. Uh, I don't know. I I, can, I feel like an. Th- oh, it's echoey. That's why. That's why I'm I'm echoey. Um. Anyways, I'm, maybe you need I'm to sit on this side of the room. Mm, well, too late. I'm already sitting. Um. Blah, 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 blah. What else? Uh. At camp, Jake, Jake wants to scheme with the helicopter crew. Uh. But because he can't, he is like, I gotta figure out something. He looks for an idol. He looked for an idol earlier with Julie as well. Uh, but I'm going to do that thing. Um, you know that thing in like Ted Lasso or like any soccer football match where like the announcer has like the microphone on the upper lip? Yeah. I'm going to do that. That sounds that sounds fine. Um, I don't know if that works. I'm basically eating this mic. If you guys hear a bunch of mouth sounds, just blame Ryan. Uh, Jake, uh, like I said, Jake wants to scheme. He looks for an idol. He finds a clue to an idol that leads him to the bamboo raft. Uh, he searches that bamboo raft naked for some reason, uh, and he finds an idol. Doesn't he say that he's like, oh, I'm going on the beach to change, and he's in his, like, black tank top. Yeah. He changes into a polo. Yeah. And then is like, oh, I got to strip, because if somebody finds me, like, they gotta, I'm changing. Yeah. And he changes back into the, po- the tank top. Yeah. So he changes, but then goes back in the same clothes that he was in before. Uh-huh. I, like... Am I am I incorrect on this? No, no, you're right. He would have. Is com- it like an ep- an idea of like Jake trying to do something in, sneaky and clever, and then ends up in theory Jake doing nothing. In theory, Jake says, "I'm going to go to the beach to change." Comes back wearing the exact same outfit. But he did change twice. Correct. Correct. Um. So an interesting moment. I mean, they probably picked up on the fact that he was searching for an idol, but still, it was very funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny i like the idea of like lying to everybody yeah i'm gonna go change on the beach like at this point everyone's like he's looking for an idol we all know this <laughs> well like also like julie when she went off with jake they're like we're not looking for peppers we're just going to and look for an jake's idol. like i'm a cool babysitter yeah that was a great moment um but we don't see any moments uh what that look turns out we don't see what it lo- it's like when the winners come back to camp because we go straight to the immunity challenge the immunity challenge here is you have to put basically one foot 
on a hinged beam, balance a ball. If that ball falls, you're out. Um, I think both of us would suck at this challenge. I have terrible balance. Yeah. Like I could probably do pretty well. I could beat a couple people because I could get, I could find it. Yeah. But then I would start wobbling like Drew. I think our hips would not allow us to do uh, to do this. I think we'd just lock up and be like, ah, the pain. Uh, listen, I think I could. I, I think that wouldn't be my problem. Your balance would be it the would bigger be my problem. Balance. That's fair. Uh, I would. I would. I would. Yeah, I was the kid that like if you hit me hard enough, I went flying in soccer. That's <laughs> I had terrible balance. <laughs> Julie drops her ball first, followed by Jake. Uh, Katora falters, recovers, then drops. Drew is unbalanced a lot. He's wobbling all over the place. I don't know what the heck is happening. He makes a great recovery. uh, Then he drops the ball immediately. Uh, So, so long, Drew. And it comes down to 19 minutes in. It comes down to Austin and Dee. What an athletic couple. What an athletic couple. Great, great smack talk flirting. Yes. Between the two of them. Great smack talk flirting. Great television. Great television. That would have been great if there was a kiss. Uh, But great television nonetheless. So much smack talk flirting here. Ultimately, Austin drops the ball, which means D wins. D is safe. Did D even move the whole time? She didn't look to wobble. Once. I think D was a soccer player, and I'm gonna I'm gonna argue D was probably a defender. She has she has the build for it. Yeah, and she has the the steadiness of of defense. Yeah, I think I think D played soccer, and I want I want to know. That, I mean, we, yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good yeah. chance she probably played soccer. I w- I could believe. I could see that. Yeah, she's obviously athletic. And if she had to play any sport, I think she's too short to play basketball. Could she have done lacrosse? Maybe. What's, where she where depends where she she's from. from. Uh, I don't remember where she's from. Uh, she. I don't remember what. I don't re- re- remember where exactly she's from. Um, well, because also the state that she lives in now might not be where she grew up. And exactly. It's mostly an East Coast thing, right? Lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But um, she could have played lacrosse. That's a chance. There's field hockey? No. She could be a weird I don't get the field hockey vibe she, from her. She could be a weird field hockey she person. She could be a softball player. I think the fact that I think it's more likely that she was soccer. I, I that's probably accurate. I have to see how fast she runs. That that now we I'd determine from there. Well, not necessarily. That's why I'm saying defense. If she's not uh, a fast good point. runner. Good point. They're not always fast. They don't always have to be. That's a good if point. They're, you know, they can work around that. A good defender can work around that. They can work, work, work it out. That's a high school musical reference, folks. Thank you. I can only assume that there's like a, a applause or something uh, or a laugh track. Uh, just assume that there is. Whenever yeah. I press a button, assume it's that. Yeah. Uh, back at camp, uh, we got And I can m- just assume that whenever you press a button, when I say something, that it's a fart noise or something. I don't have a f- fart noise pre-saved. I only okay. have two other buttons I haven't pressed, but they're just like music stingers. Um... Back at camp, some competitive flirting continues between Austin and D. Uh, Jake and Julie talk about Jake's game. This is a very interesting moment. This is the big pivotal moment of the episode. This is what we've been wanting from him since that tribal where he was like, "I'm gonna go dogpile on everybody." I gotta, I gotta play. Someone's gotta play the game of Survivor. Jake finally plays the game of Survivor here, folks. And I think it's he now has the power of an idol. Like I think he knows he's safe, so he's right, like, "I'm willing having, to go for it." Yeah, you have a little more bravery when you have something else to cover your butt because he doesn't have alliances to cover his butt mm-hmm. 
he That's has a fair point. he has loose alliances, but he doesn't have an alliance to cover his butt. So like the only thing that can empower him enough to make a move is safety. Safety. And I'm proud of him for taking an opportunity to do something, get off his butt and do something, like he said, and go find an idol. Yeah. This is a big late stage gameplay for uh, Jake here. Uh, so Jake basically pitches to Julie the idea of blindsiding Drew. Um, it's a great pitch. Julie loves hearing it. Again, the there is an aspect of this is a great move by Jake. He feels safety. He's willing to go out of his comfort zone and make plays and play survivor. That being said, the dramatic irony of the whole thing is it's not the biggest move because Julie and Dee were already thinking about voting Drew. Uh, but that's besides the point. He, Jake still, Jake, they need numbers if it's yeah. just going to be the two of them. Jake is like, I'm willing to be that number. Uh, and not only be like, he, he. But instead of saying, <laughs> I'm your number, he's like, I'm, I want to do this. Again, going back to the tree analogy from last week where he's like, I just want to be a number this week. He is, he is making a play where he thinks he's in control and he's making the move and all this stuff. Ultimately, he's kind of a number to what D and Julie want to do. <laughs> So he's still, yeah. he, when he tries to step out, he's ultimately still just being a number. But he is the one that brings in Katora. That is fair. That is fair. Yes, he He's pitches. the one that, that gives it the momentum to have numbers. Yes. Because to be fair, like, I think it's more, I think you're not giving him enough credit. Yeah. Remember that Dee and Julie want Drew, right? Yeah. But everyone wanted Julie last week. Correct. Everyone. Correct. So, how do they know who to start with? Yeah. Ooh. Who won't vote Julie this time? So, we get an interesting moment where Jake pitches to Katora uh, the same idea of let's blindside Drew. However, he, and this is maybe where I disagree with Jake here, Jake says that he wants to go do his Caleb plan. Now, if we recall his Caleb plan, it was that he wanted to specifically split the vote evenly down the middle. He would want. He wanted to do Jake, Julie, and Katora. He wants to evenly split the vote so that they go to Rocks, and then he can convince D and Austin. No, to they vote don't at. go to Rocks. They go to a revote between the two first, right? Uh, I believe they would go to Rocks. I think they go to a revote between the the two, and then if it's still a tie, I think they go to Rocks. That might be true. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but ultimately, he he he's saying that that he I believe he's saying that that revote would then be three on three again, and he's saying or something or whatever, basically saying that he wants it to be a dead even, so that then he can convince two people to flip or one person. Yeah, basically, he is trying. He he's doing this plan again, where he's like, instead of the easy thing of let's get four people to vote, but he is doing the harder thing of I want to make a play in front of the jury to convince them. That I should be, like, basically, he's like, I want to raise my threat level and tell everyone this plan that is going to raise my threat level, making me impressive in front of the the jury. To make to raise your threat level. True, but it's also like it also might not work at all. But to his to be fair though, like, he doesn't know that D and Julie are working together, right? He still thinks that Austin D and Drew are like tight. Correct. So, and he he, and here his fear here, obviously, in this moment, really is. I think D is still working with Austin and Drew. I don't want to tell D because it's going to ruin my plan. Right. And also, like, how do you convince one of them to flip? You convince them by showing them that three people are not with them. 
Yeah. Like it's 50 50, you know, like it's easy for one of you to flip, but also like he doesn't, yeah, again, he doesn't know D is working with Julie. Shit up. I forgot my thought. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know that G is working, uh, D is working with Julie. He assumes that uh, he, it's going to be a split vote no matter what, and he's just going to have to convince them. He, instead of, he would rather convince them on the day in the moment, uh, and instead of convince them at camp where he can potentially lose his plan. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Katora, he's like, don't tell anybody, Katora, because it's going to ruin my plan. He says to Katora, he says, don't tell D. Because he doesn't want her to tell D. Doesn't say that to Julie. Because again, that shows me he doesn't know that D and Julie are still tight. Exactly, which proves that D's acting worked earlier yeah. in the episode. And then Katura immediately um, turn around, <laughs> turns around immediately. Well, we don't know how immediately, but in the edit, practically immediately, immediately turns to D and pitches to D about uh, they basically. It, well, it's like it's. I think it actually what the moment is in the edit is very funny. Uh, it's this moment of <laughs> he's like and Katora. Do not tell D. It might ruin my plan. Please don't tell D. Smash cut to Katora and D looking at each other going like, three, two, one. Drew. <laughs> that was a really good edit. I Honestly, okay, can we take a pause real quick? Sure. I think um, underrated MVPs of the episodes, I think of this one and the boys' night especially, but like of all the episodes, mm-hmm. I think I already have my MVP for the episodes. And it's the editors. Yeah, the editors. Shout are out to the editors. Yeah, the editors Y'all have are been great. killing it this season. Yeah. Very, very, very happy with the, some of the choices you have made. Yeah. It's just very comical. They're doing yeah. a lot of comedy, and I like and I appreciate it. Very I get you have a lot to work with. Like you're, they're getting a lot oh, from people. Yeah. But like shout out to the editors. The editing team for Survivor is so fantastic because just think about how much footage they have to comb oh through and to structure an episode think yeah. about that should we have one of our editing friends come on as a guest one time yeah you just be like imagine editing so you have to you tell us how how much work you have, have to, to put do. 90 minutes together i guess it's probably what an hour 14 or something you have like 24 hours of footage basically i don't think you actually have 24 no, hours it's probably more like 16 or 18 yeah because they have like camp cams or whatever yeah uh, and I think they, yeah, they have a night team and a day team. So I think it, they yeah. like split up to 12 hours. They, hour get a, they have stuff. a lot of footage. They got a lot of footage, folks. Hopefully it's it's well organized. Hopefully they have they have oh, good assistance. It has to be. It has <laughs> to be. Um, so yeah. shout out to the editors here. Anyway. So Katora pitches to D, Drew, uh, pitches to D about voting Drew, despite Jack not, Jake not wanting that. Uh, D, then we get this moment. So obviously now it's Julie, D, uh, Jake, and Katora are all voting drew yeah another situation similar to last week where it was um austin knew that julie was getting a vote for didn't also want to blindside julie he was very nervous about it he ultimately decides to tell d which then turns into d starting this acting play and julie playing the idol to make herself safe right um here we have this moment where d says she is worried about lying to Austin. The exact same situation. I'm worried about blindsiding Austin. Same situation, almost the same dialogue as the episode prior of Austin being all worried about, you know, lying to D. Yeah. She's now worried about lying to Austin. As we know earlier in the episode, she is willing to lie to Austin about whether or not she, you know, she, she told, told Julie, where he is not willing to lie right. to her. Which honestly, like, 
I think is is like I'm I'm happy that she's willing to lie to Austin. Why is that? Because like I get it. In real life you don't really want to lie to people. But like we always get this thing of like, you know, women are emotional and they can't see past their emotions and you know, they make emotional decisions. And like, yeah, that a lot of that does happen. We finally get a dynamic. Yeah. Where the woman is not, well, she's emotional, but she's, she's not blinded by her emotions. She's emotional, and she's saying that, like, how hard of a decision it is. Same, same sort yeah. of thing with Austin. Like, but she's how still hard able to be level-headed. And separate that emotion. Yeah. Austin was unable to separate the emotion from his gameplay. Here, Dee was able to separate her emotion from her gameplay, lied to Austin about not telling Julie earlier, and now here, seemingly, doesn't tell Austin yeah. Uh, about uh, what ha- is Which, happening. I have a thought on that because, sure. yes, maybe it was strategic for her, but I honestly think that strategically it was better that Austin didn't know for the jury vote. Oh, 100%. Does it make him 100%. look like a little clueless? A little bit, but he hasn't been clueless this whole game, so I don't think that will kill his game. But, like, you could argue, being D, like, I couldn't tell you because I couldn't risk you ruining it, but also Drew was pissed all day. Yeah. Drew was not in a place to be like blindsided by his biggest ally and respect that. Yeah. Like if he was not pissed all day, if he was like, you know, in a better headspace, he might respect being blindsided by his closest ally. But Drew on the jury, if he found out that you knew. Yeah. That's going to hurt. Would poison them against you. Yeah, that's fair. Like in a like he was pissed. Yeah. He had two moments where he was already like pissed, like two reasons to be super pissed at Austin. And the third nail in the coffin of Drew's jury vote for Austin would have been if Austin was involved in the blind side. And if Austin wasn't involved in the blind side, he still has Drew's vote. Yeah, there's an argument that he still has Drew's vote. He might respect Dee's play, though, and there's there's that argument. Yeah, but, but I think you could argue right. that it's better that he wasn't involved for Austin's game, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, speaking of Drew and Austin, we do have a moment where they talk about how easy it is. Oh. And, Drew, and, and it's not one of those moments of like people getting paranoid, just being like, man, it's so easy. It shouldn't be this easy. We've had yeah. those moments a lot during the season. It's a cocky moment, especially with Drew. It's Drew just being like, yeah, you know, it it makes sense that it's been easy because I've sort of and he says I he doesn't say we he says I have been in control ever of the, of the camp ever since the merge you know uh he we get this moment all episode of Austin of Drew just getting pissed over and over again about other people doing dumb things getting in his way and the moment things he gets his inflated ego over the course of the season where it becomes to a head in this episode um uh he's just like yeah it's easy i've been controlling the game the entire time with no everything's been super easy he talks about with the re before earlier a couple weeks ago where he's like yeah we've just been wrecking people and no one's stopping us does drew never use his safety without power Correct. Could he have used it? When does it stop working? After five? I don't remember if it's the merge or after five. I would have to look that up again. I don't remember. I think it it worked after the merge because I remember there being like a moment where Drew was like, and I could just walk away. Yeah. I think he might be right. Uh, because it was given to him when Caleb went to the camps right before the merge. Yes. And what? Like I, f- I totally because forgot that he had that, by the way. Totally forgot that Austin he had that. played his amulet because why wouldn't you play it, right? It's the last time you can play it. This is probably the last time you could have used that safety without power. 
why not just use it anyway? If you think all the votes are going on Julie and everything's going as according to plan, why not just use it? Why not just leave? Um, ba, 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 ba. Why not ensure if you can use it? I don't know. He had no idea. I think part of it is he had no idea that any votes were going against him. And he should have known. He should have known that Julie would go for him. Yeah. Um, he should have known that Julie would have put at least some votes on him. Because didn't she, like... Uh, no, it, it, it which could be used at any tribal council until the final ten. Oh, okay, so, so he that's, couldn't that's, use that's, it? I okay. believe that's probably the merge. But he never used it? He never used it. Interesting. And then he never used it, and then he was completely, like he says, in control of the merge the entire gameplay. And he and really like and he, there's the argument of like well one you're too ego driven here it's not I it's we it was the we before really controlling things but there's also the argument of well I can sort of see what he's talking about because you know he was kind of leading the we before a lot he voted out he Kelly was- he got Caleb out he he wanted Bruce gone and really that was Emily but you know that helped that got someone he's been gunning for for a very long time. You know, he helped, they helped get Kendra out. You know, yeah. it, they helped get a lot of these people out. He was leading with the power of Austin's advantages. Oh, yeah. Like, those were, like, their their pocket power. Yeah, his his best power was his ability to be a great strategic social player and just kind of let people make decisions and let, they, let them think that it was their idea and let people just, like, do all this stuff... And he's like, yeah, what do you think? And then they tell him, be like, oh, that's great. Knowing that he has all the idea. He's, he was so great, but he sort of becomes a villain in this, in this last episode. He just pissed off. Everything's easy. He just got cocky. There's a, there's, so when we cut to tribal council, there was nothing really exciting tribal council other than the continuation of Drew's ego game. He starts talking a massive game, starts saying that like, basically that I'm not thinking about this tribal council. I'm thinking about the end. And Jeff's like, that's a lot. Uh, and he said something along the lines of like, you know, oh, I can easily get past this one and, um, you know, get, you know, he's like, I'm basically, he said sitting there being like, yeah, I'm not worried about this trouble council. I'm getting to the end. No yeah. big deal. So cocky. It's, it's, it's so, so cocky. Such a big ego turns into a pure villain here in this last episode, last two episodes, really. Um, and then ultimately, I guess to just close out shop here, uh, Drew gets votes four to two. Uh, Austin stands to play up, play his amulet. There's that moment where he's gonna. Oh, maybe he's gonna vote for Drew. Maybe he D told him. No, D he has did, no idea. No idea. Plays it for himself. Uh, so D blindsided Austin here and blindsides Drew. Drew goes home four to two. Thank you to Jake rounding up the troops and D not telling Austin. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Which Drew honestly, goes again, home. Like I think she really can play that to him and be like, it's better that you didn't know. It's better for my game and it's better for your game. If Drew agree. found out we had to separate you on the anyways. jury that you were involved in this, you would lose his vote and who knows if he would have been mad enough to poison people against you. Exactly. It's and say before. like, I did everything that Austin did or whatever. It's but happened before. Look, just look at the... Um, he Because he was pissed. He was in a bad spot at the end. Oh, pissed. They all mentioned it. It was like, oh, he's pissed. He walks away, doesn't say goodbye to anybody. He just gets his torch snuffed out and then leaves. Yeah, super which pissed. got me a lot of points. But. Well, okay, right. Uh, but he's super pissed This at the end of this episode. And everyone's like, holy shit, this guy is mad. And I'm mad too, because you know what? 
all of my my dream final three is gone. Which was? Sabaya, Emily, <laughs> and Drew. Can you imagine the conversation that would happen with three very well-spoken, opinionated people yeah. sitting together like with vastly different personalities yeah. arguing for a million dollars? That would have been... For me, honestly, very entertaining. We still have the possibility of the three lawyers. That could be fun. That could be. Well, yeah. But. It'd be boring. I don't think. Not I, as fun. Yeah. Because I think the fact where like Sabaya, Emily, and Drew, all very well spoken, all very like strategic. Yeah. But also very different. Like they all have a very different way of going about things. Yeah. So you're going to get Emily who like blurts out things. You're going to get Drew <laughs> who like tries to use the biggest word in his vocabulary. Or, and you get Sabaya who has like that quiet, calm, like cutting. Yeah. Like word Straight play. to the point. Straight like, to yeah. the point a little. It would just be. It'd be great. And Drew, Drew does these like fl- flowery analogies that Jeff yeah. loves. And then Sabaya would just be like. I don't know what you're talking about, but that's not what happened. And then Emily would be like, just very blunt. Just ugh, Emily blunt. <laughs> Emily being blunt. <laughs> I don't know. That was my dream final three. Yeah. In terms of uh, how the actual conversation and interrogation would go. Yeah. But that's not going to happen anymore. So And I'm coming to terms with it. Drew's gone. Uh, he's eliminated here, obviously. Uh, thoughts on Drew's gameplay and I guess the overall thought of what went wrong? I don't know when it happened, but like, I think he, I think getting through, I don't know. You would think that losing the Julie vote would make him less cocky. A great point. (laughs) That almost invigorated him him to, he doubled down. (laughs) Well, I think what made him more cocky was, well, at least Everyone was with us. The only thing was mm-hmm. Julie played an idol, and now, which was Austin's fault. Yeah, but like Great you point. would think that that would knock him down a peg of like we can't control everything. We got to be prepared for everything. Yeah, if they split the votes, they could have. Someone still could have gone out that wasn't Emily. But he was okay. He said he was ultimately okay with Emily in the, in the episode. Yeah. It's like I got Emily out with no ha- blood on my hands. Well, you didn't get her out. So. I agree. <laughs> Julie did. He started taking things for his own because he's got yeah. But I think like that that should have knocked him down a peg to be like we're in this moment where like one person can change everything mm-hmm. and we really should be prepared for that. Um and I like I just I'm a little disappointed that I feel like it's it's easy to get cocky like once you're getting down to like from the final 10 down to like 6. Yeah. But I think once you get down to 6 it's like literally one person could change the whole game. It's in, and I a- think you need to be extra cautious, which I think like D is being very good at recognizing. I think even Jake is really good at recognizing that like one person can change this whole thing. Like we have to Emily. be prepared. Like everyone is. Emily realized this. that with Bruce. Yeah. And for some reason, Drew is more inflated. Well, it's also the interesting idea of like ultimately what went wrong for Drew for me was him deciding to split away from Reba 4, which in ultimate, uh, we haven't said at the time, was like in the last episode, a good idea of like, oh, okay. I can now it's Reba four and full control versus these three outliers. If I work with the three outliers, then we have the control. I'm I can put myself in the power position and get out Drew or D or Austin or Julie or you know whatever. Um, I can get out some of the Reba f- four members. Right, made sense. But you know, and I just said that he's a very good social strategic player. Unable to put that together. Unable to really, he was able to get the votes together, obviously, um, but un, 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 unable to 
fight. He's able to get votes together. He's able to do all these things. He's able to be a good strategic player, but he's unable to do that against his own Reba 4 teammates. He cannot do that mm. against Austin. He can't do that against D and he can't do that to Julie because they know him and they all have their own strong relationships. He thinks that he can just sort of play these people and and you know play these these the loser camp of Emily, Drew, yeah. Emily, Jake, and Katora, and he thinks he can just play the Reba Four members. Turns out he it's can't. It's like pick on someone your own size. Yeah. And once you do, you lose. Yeah. He thought, oh, I can just do that, no problem. And and then well, the moment think- he did that, it all fell apart because he was working with Austin. Austin told D he forgot about D and Austin's relationship. He just sort of said, oh, Austin will be listening to me and we're good. And D will just listen and we're good. Yeah. Um, because that's how it's been the entire season um, yeah. in, in his mindset. I'm I'm shocked that nobody called bullshit on D saying I didn't tell Julie. Who else would have told Julie? Yeah, there's no conversation at all. Obviously, Drew early in the episode says, oh, there's a bad f- actor here. No one ever picks up seemingly that it was D. I mean, and to be fair, like... People, if anything, I I would maybe guess that Drew thinks Austin told Julie. He knows Austin told D. Yeah, but it's like, Either. I guess there's a thing of trust of like they really trust these people, but maybe too much to a fault. I also think that like it's not necessarily that he can't strategize against his like his own alliance. I think that it's he didn't account for the step up. Yeah. It was like he he strategized against his own alliance the same way he did against people who were on the bottom the whole game. Who didn't have alliances with each other. Yeah. Instead, now he's 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 he fighting. He didn't step it up. Yes, he's now fighting against people who have strong relationships and alliances with each other, and it ultimately yeah. ruined him. He's been for bringing two a gun to a knife fight the whole game, and then forgot to bring a bigger gun to a small gun fight. <laughs> <laughs> the audience loves it. <laughs> Um, yeah. But- I don't know if I like the idea of a gun joke. Maybe I'll change that. Um, let's- he was bringing a gun to a knife let's fight. Let's not make it a gun knife fight joke. He was let's- bringing a Nerf gun to a Nerf no, knife fight. No, he brought a knife to a hand fight the whole time and didn't bring a sword to a knife fight. Let's go that way. How about that? No. I just don't like the, I just don't like the, the gun analogies. That's fair. That's fine. Um, we don't need to be talking about gunfights. Drew is a good player. I think there's a good chance he could have won if he was able to make it to the end. I think he could have had a good thing. I think, like we said, it would have been hard for him to separate his game from a lot of people, but I think he easily could have. And I think yeah. with all of his analogies and everything, he easily could have. Him going out here could be good because I don't think he's going to poison the water hole of the jury too much uh, no, based on his anger. Especially the fact that Austin didn't know. And like... I think I think that if I had to guess, I think that's going to be his question. If Austin and if Austin's in the final three, that is going to be his question. What role did you play in getting me out? Yes, and he'd be like, "I had no idea." I j- and who 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 did? And D will be like, "That was me." Yeah. And, unless it's Jake. It'd be like Jake. Jake could be like, I, "That was me." Yeah. D could be like, "It was also me." I you know it was basically Jake came up with the idea and D being like, "I chose not to tell Austin." Yeah. I, even though he even though he told me about the, he, and she can reveal that and that's a good moment for D is being like Austin told me about the Julie thing and I told Julie and I told Julie and that's what and we how, took control of that vote yes and then I acted and played acted and then ultimately then yeah. then we then, then Jake got the momentum and I was able to keep up that lie and ultimately get drew out now here's the thing there's only one more tribal where they can vote people out right there is final five yes they have one more tribal they vote people out then final four it is a battle over fire 
um, yeah. fire making, and then it's the final three. So here's the thing. Yes. This is where Dee needs to go for Julie, right? Because like you just said, she has at least two instances of things where she can point to and say, yeah, Austin did had no idea I did this. Austin had no idea I did this. She has a separate game from Austin. Yeah. However, she's been tag teaming with Julie in those situations. And Julie's the one that ultimately plays her idol and stuff. Right. She is the one that told Julie to play her idol and they're going to vote Emily yeah. and convinced her to vote Emily. But if she's sitting next to Julie, like that's a harder convincing than to be like Julie on the jury. Like I, you know, that's fair. I still think her, I still, I agree with what exactly you're saying. In my opinion, I still think her game is better than Julie's. I mean, she's also got two I cha- agree. I mean, challenges and everything. But but yes, you're right. Having her next to her versus on the jury, like it helps. There's a little. You need a little bit of separation. Julie for D is a way better jury person than being next to because right. Julie understands everything D has done in this game. And also, like yes, Julie's going to try and force her if she's on the jury to separate her game from hers. Yeah. But she also might try to help her separate her game from hers. If Julie knows she's no longer on the line for a million dollars versus sitting next to each other, Julie's going to try and force her to separate her game Yeah. like in a different way. Yeah. She's going to be like, I think, I think that's what I mean. Like on the jury, she's going to try and help her separate her game. Yeah. But if they're next to each other, she's going to force her to be like, what did you do that I wasn't involved in? Yeah. So I think this is where she needs to go for Julie. I agree. I agree. Or if she wins the challenge where she chooses people, you don't pick Julie. Yeah. Well, you actually, said, you sent Julie to fire. Actually, is it better to turn around and blindside her before and win that little bit of respect from her versus just not picking her when it comes to a jury vote? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think. Like, what do you think Julie would respect more? I think Julie would respect think, a play more than a passive not picking her. Yeah, but Julie... I don't know, because I don't think Julie's that much of like an emotional person. I don't think she would really care either way. I think she would respect both, ultimately. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think it's an emotional thing. I think it's like a Julie res- would respect like an intention sure. of like... Sure. Well played. I could see her being like, "Well played, D. You played me really well." Yeah. Versus being like, "Oh, you just didn't pick me." Yeah. I don't think it. I don't necessarily. I'm not arguing in the Drew sense of like it would be an emotional vote, but I think when Julie would go to weigh, like, "Oh yeah, D got me out," but like she just didn't pick me. Does that really weigh a lot? Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, my greatest ally strategized against me and got me out. Like I kind of respect that. Like, uh, I think yeah. it weighs more, sure. not necessarily emotionally, but strategically, if she's intentionally gets Julie out versus I, just not picking her. I agree. I agree. That's my thought. I think this is where she needs to go for Julie. Because you can sit next to Jay. You can sit next to Katora. You can even sit next to Austin. Yeah. Let's talk about Final Five then. We're, okay. We're in the fi- finale. We have Final Five, and then we have winners and everything. Obviously, well, maybe not obviously. <laughs> Nothing's Jake, obvious anymore. Jake has an idol. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, he can play the idol and walk straight, waltz straight into the final four. I would say, obviously, Jake is in the final four. However, Jake has also stated that he would like 
to not necessarily use this idol for himself, but use it for a move that can bolster his chance in front of the jury. Which that could be revealing that he has an idol at the final four or at the jury. Or it could be for whatever Which reason. Is what Marianne did. Yes. Or it could be for whatever reason. Uh, it, well, Marianne's well, is more impressive because she had she it for had, way longer. I was about longer. to say, I was going to let you finish before I said, but in her, but in his like, he had it to Marianne's credit, days. she had it like the whole game. Yes. And he had it for like two votes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's really not that impressive. A more impressive thing that I obviously I think he's thinking is to do something in front of the jury. And that is to probably play it for somebody. Yeah. Who the hell would Jake play it for to save them going in? I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea. I think it's going to be gung-ho of the moment. Yeah. So someone's going to be safe going to Final Four. Someone's going to be immune, obviously, because of the win the immunity challenge. Um, because who of the fi- of the people that are left would Jake be willing to sit next to other than Katora? Which Katora's probably already going to be picked. I think I think Katora's third place. I think Katora's in the final three. I think yeah. Austin, Julie, and Dee are not going to all take each other. No. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I think... I think Julie might be gone. I think Julie... Like, Austin's not going to take Julie. He may take D, but he's not going to take Julie, so that leaves one spot. Julie's going to take... Maybe would take D, but I think she's smart enough to know that she can't sit next to D in the final three. Yeah. I think D's also smart enough to know that she can't take both Julie and Austin, and she probably shouldn't take... I think she might... There's actually an argument that because her game is actually really so separate from Austin that she should take Austin... But here's the thing. I'm worried that she won't take Austin because she's worried that she might sit there and go, I shouldn't take Julie because our games are too close. I need to separate myself. Should I take Austin? It is, I think, strategically better for her to take Austin than it is to take Julie. Correct. But I'm worried that she's going to overthink it and say, am I just picking Austin because I'm emotionally connected to him? Mm. And I think she might back out of taking Austin because she's trying not to play an emotional game. And I'm hoping that she can step back and see that, yes, it might look like the emotional choice, but it also is a strategic choice to take him if you have to pick between him and Julie. Like, I'm hoping that she doesn't overthink it and go, I shouldn't take Austin because I'm trying not to play with my emotions. Which, to be fair, we know that she's able to do. Yes, but I'm hoping that she can, like, see past the initial... You're hoping that she continues that. Yeah, and I'm hoping that she sees past the initial, like, layer of, D, trust yourself you're not picking Austin just because of your emotions. Like, yeah. trust your gut. I hope she trusts her gut because right now, like her intuition in her gut has been pretty good this whole game. Yeah. And I hope that she trusts that and doesn't like overthink of, my gut says to pick Austin, but is that because I'm just emotionally like connected to him? Right now, I'm... Because I think th- she has a better chance against Austin than she does against Julie. I think that Katora is getting to third place. I think she, someone is going to pick Katora to go into the final three, and it's going to be either at fire making. It's either going to be Jake. I think it's going to be Jake versus Julie or Austin. Yeah. Um, it just because comes if down Jake gets to, in the final three, you're not too worried, but you do want him to knock one of them out. Yes, and Jake would love, and Jake would want to do that. Yeah. Jake wanna, wants to impress something. himself. He needs something. Katora also needs something, but I think Jake will want it more probably. Yeah. Um. And he, I don't know. I don't know who's better at making fire. We saw Katora and Jake making fire together. Yeah. I don't know who's better at it. We don't have that idea yet. Um, but I think it's Jake or Katora going to fire. I think it's easier you take Katora. I think because I think right now there's the argument of Jake was involved in getting Drew out, so Katora has the weaker case. Uh, so 
bring Katora with you. She she's an easy third place vote or a third place vote thing, and then you know Jake can get or a second, do you or do fire. It's like you have to really weigh like what case you think Katora and Jake would make at the jury to think whoever has the, the least amount. I think you make them make fire because if you think like Jake's building a case for himself, you don't want to bolster that. Sure. That's, that's a fair point. You know, that's a fair point. It's like easy to say, like if you're, you know, it comes down to 11 and you get one win, like that's not as bad as like, if you're like four and I'm doing math in my head, four and seven and you or three and eight and you get another win. You know what I mean? It comes down to who's, I think comes down to who's a better fire maker. Yeah, but we're also thinking the D spot. I think we're saying we're thinking sort of. It's I mean, we're D kind of assuming D's gonna win, win. here. It's either gonna be D or Austin. I think that wins a challenge. Yeah, I think because the next challenge, uh, well, and I hope it's D picking them. Yeah, I don't know what the, we don't know what the final five challenge is, but final four is typically the simulation, whatever the na- name of it. I, I don't remember names of the sinkage something, something where the balls. Yes, it's the balls on the track. Um, assuming they do it's that again, it's gonna be something like that. If yeah. it's not that. Assuming they do that again, I don't think Jake's gonna be good at that. <laughs> so no, like, he's gonna get flustered. I think Julie's really steady. Julie might have a good chance. Yeah. I think Katura could have a good chance if she gets in it. I think Katura has a hard time getting into a challenge, but once she does, she can be pretty steady. Sure. But I think she has a hard time. Like Julie and D and Austin, right out the gate, are on it and are usually like. Yeah. Especially Julie is steady as a rock, and yeah. so is D. Steady as a rock. I think Katora has a hard time getting into it. Yeah. And if she gets into it, like if she gets into a groove, I think she does pretty well. She doesn't like, you know, she's not like D, where like she doesn't move the whole challenge. But I don't know. We're under the assumption right now that D might be the winner. Uh, that's where we're sort of both sort of picking. What happens if D gets eliminated at five? What do we? What does it look like? Let's just let's just have the play place uh, open and uh, talk about. I think about. there's a chance that I don't know. I would say Austin is the one picking, but I think Julie might. If D gets eliminated at five, who goes to that? Who then wins? And then who? I think Julie wins. Julie could win the whole thing. No, I mean the the simulation. Um, and then who goes to fire? Jake and Austin. Austin's the person that you need to knock out at that point. I Do think. you think Julie would put herself in fire? Mm. do you think I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how good julie's i don't know how anyone's fire making skills are honestly i think if she's not against d i don't know because she she probably is like i have enough against d that like we can separate ourselves i think she probably feels pretty confident in that i think she might want to prove herself against austin but at the same time i don't think julie julie hasn't shown that she feels the need to prove herself yeah. Except for the fact that everyone put her name down that one time and she might feel like she needs to like do something big again. But has, she kind of did do something big already. Has she won immunity yet? I think she has. Or at least she won a reward. She's won a challenge, hasn't she? I think she's won a challenge. Should I look it up real quick? Sure. Um, but yeah, I think if... I think... Uh, go, if D's out, I think no matter what, I still we get think we get a fire of Jake or Katora versus Austin. I think at that point, Austin's the person you need to knock out. Um, mm. may, maybe Ju- maybe honestly, maybe Mama. People keep saying that everyone likes Mama J, and that there's this big threat of you have to get Mama J out because everyone likes her on the jury. So maybe you vote Julie out at five, or try to knock out Julie at fire making. Um, 
which then would save D going in. Yeah. It seems like if I were them, it sounds like the better target right now is to get Julie out at five, no matter what. Um, And then coming down the fire, I would say you probably have to knock Austin out. Katora, Jake, and D, I think. It's either Austin or D, and I think it comes down to who wins, if it's either D or Austin, and then who gets picked along. Yeah. Maybe there's the argument of, like, Jake wins the Final Four immunity challenge um, and brings Katora with them, and then it's D versus Austin at the fire making. I really Which is very romantic and lovely, and they have to build a fire together against and knock each other out. Yeah. Um, We're definitely getting a kiss in the post. There fucking better be! Um... So, I really, my gut says Julie's going to win that challenge that brings him to the final four. Because Julie has, I don't know how many times, at least twice, definitely multiple times during Bruce's like winning streak, she was second. Yeah. Multiple times. And I think that gets overlooked because she hasn't won an individual challenge yet. And Austin has and Dee has. But I think it's overlooked that like, First of all, the two oldest players in the game of this season were first and second in multiple challenges. But also, yeah, like, she's she in she's in there. was close to beating Bruce multiple times when everyone else didn't. And I would love, because I've talked about it a couple times so far, the fact that, like, normally when people get labeled by other players as the mama figure, like, they get them out because, like, that just happens. Like, they're like, oh, no one wants their mom around. I think it helped that Bruce took that mantle this season yeah but she also took ownership of the mama title yeah and she was the cool mom and i really think that julie will dig deep on this one she she wants an immunity win she's been so close she wants that win and i think she's gonna dig deep and i think she's gonna win this challenge this next time it's possible i really think so Uh, it's plausible especially like when it comes to like if it's a challenge of like mental grit and like focus versus physical grit like julie's athletic and she's a physical person but like d and austin are very athletic if it comes to like the ball challenge where it's like focus and determination i think julie's gonna she's steady she's steady as a rock steady as a rock i really think she's going um but yeah also i would love to see d and austin making fire against each other yeah, I think I think there's going to be a whole montage about sparks flying. Mm-hmm. Do you think jo- jo- uh, Jeff, Jeff is going to be like, man, the sparks are flying right now? I hope so. Yeah, I think Sorry, it's, I'm shouting because I'm excited. I think it's either D and Austin in the final three, or it's D and Austin at fire at fire. Uh, or, I would love I would love if Julie made D and Austin make fire against each other. Yeah, if Julie is able to be that winner there, then I think she. Which would mean that Katora and Jake, one of them, is gone, but. Yeah. yeah, and we would assume, I guess, then Katora because Jake would seemingly be safe going in because he yeah. played his idol for himself. Yeah, Jake could Jake could honestly Jake whatever his idol play is, and honestly, who knows what it's going to be can rapidly change whatever this whole yeah. situation is going to be. And like we said, I have literally have no idea who's good at making fire. I don't think we ever got a single montage this season of like, man, you're really good at making fire. No, like, we just got a little bit of fire making. By Jake and Katora. Because I think, honestly, people haven't been... It hasn't been the crux of anyone's game so far of, like, I need to make fire. I think it should be for maybe Jake or Katora. Mm-hmm. But I kind of actually like that people aren't playing to that right now. And we're still getting people trying to make moves like Jake other than I need to be making fire. Yeah. Like, they're still... 
last-ditch effort moves they're trying to make before they get to that point of, I need to make fire to win this game. Yeah. So I kind of appreciate that this season. But Any other thoughts on Final Five scenarios? No. Before we get to it? We should probably get to the ending here. Uh, MVP talk for this episode, episode 12. Uh, we sort of talked about it when we stopped watching the episode, is that there's really two people that we thought of, and it's really between D or Jake. Mm-hmm. D wins immunity. She's also doesn't tell Austin, which helps lead to to Drew going home. Jake finds an idol, doesn't play it uh, successfully. I guess doesn't play it, and uh, is the one that really pushes the momentum, uh, the ball forward on yeah. getting Drew out. Like he thinks it was his plan. And like you said, it really wasn't his plan, but he is the one that adds momentum to it because otherwise it's Julie and Dee sitting there going, everyone was against Julie. Who can we flip? I guess to defend Jake, it was his plan. It was their target. Yes, but he's the one that gave it momentum by being like, we're not going to dogpile on you again. There's also the argument against Jake where his plan didn't work, didn't happen. His plan was to not tell D and for it to be a three-three yeah. split. He's he he got Drew out ultimately. That's the person he that was his target. But he uh, wanted to go to rocks and convince yeah. the jury. So his plan ultimately kind of went right, but didn't happen the way he wanted it to yeah. happen. But then couple that with the fact that like D's D's working from ahead. Yeah, he's working from behind. Yeah. And instead of caving in and hey just, you know, huh? Hey now. Yeah. Instead of caving in and just, you know, being like, I'm kind of stuck where I am. Yeah. He took the opportunity to find an advantage and he did find one. Correct. Because um, he was like, I got to do something. And yep. instead of just like wallowing around camp, he took the time. He found an advantage. Yep. He also, you know decided not to dogpile again and he was like i'm not gonna be yeah i'm gonna make a move whether or not it's the biggest move he could have made whatever he's literally been on the bottom this whole game and in a instance where like it's easy to just do do the easy vote and get to the final five he decided not to do that finally yeah i feel like it's interesting what this episode result would have been if jake didn't find the idol yeah could he, would he have still decided to make a move and make a play at Drew, not knowing that he's not safe? Because because we're making the argument of, like, he well, he did that because he was safe. Would he have still done it if he wasn't safe? He didn't find the idol. Would he have still tried to make a move like that? Or would, think, he, would he have jog-piled on Julie? That's, I don't you know, know that's because it point. definitely was, like, maybe it sped the process up a little bit. Sure. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten to that conclusion in time. But I think finding an idol definitely gave him the adrenaline to be, like, fuck this, I'm not sitting around on my ass anymore. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not letting them make all the decisions for me. Yeah. Um. So I think it's easy to say, like, he didn't make the biggest move in, in the episode, but he did cover the biggest ground of, like, he's literally on the bottom. Yeah. Like, his name wasn't necessarily being put out this episode, but it has been the whole game. D's coming from a position of power. Yes. And I think it holds more weight that, like, he's going against that. Or not against her power, but like against like everyone else having more power than him in this game. Yeah. And trying to do something about it. So that's my argument for There's Jake. also if I had to do the the pros and cons of D, D obviously wins immunity. She has a target. She doesn't tell Austin. These are all pivotal points in this episode for D. And the con against D is that 
in a weird way in terms of specifically this episode, this is almost a part two to the previous episode yeah. of, of Dee's master play here. It's not as effective the second time around, okay? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, I mean, it is still very effective, and I don't recall who we said. Uh, I believe we both said D maybe for last episode. I think we did. Um, but this is sort of a part, and maybe there's a pro and con to that, but this is sort of a part two to how that plays. This wouldn't have been as impressive uh, for D if it wasn't uh, in contraction. Uh, contraction? Conjunction. Conjun- uh, with uh, Austin's lack, or Austin's playing last yeah. episode. Um, does that help her case? Does that hurt her case? That's for us to answer. Uh, do you have who your you think? buddy. Do you have your exit buddy? Yes, I do. And then do you also have uh, who you think is going to be MVP in your head? Yes. I think I I know for a fact who you're going to say. Ready? Three, two, one, G. Yeah, I knew you just said D because you didn't want to give me 10 points. No, I said D because winning immunity and allowing Jake to have the plan to get her target out. And she she could have blown up Jake's plan even more than Katora already did. Um, by allowing, by telling Austin. Yeah, I just think that like... And her winning, to me... It takes more guts to to make moves and like, and do stuff like that when you know that you're at the bottom and you're an easy one to vote out. I And I think that's the thing. It does take more guts, but he did it with an idol. If, so he, but, no, but, but that, he found an idol. No, no, but that's my point. Is that like, if he did the Drew play without an idol, I would have respected it even more. Yeah, that's fair. But since he had, he didn't. He doesn't actually make an active play in this game until he has an idol. I'm sort of like, I, I give him a slight. It's still a lot of points, yeah. but still less points. But for me, it's like it's still an active play to decide. Like, I'm not gonna sit around and babysit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna work for Austin right now. I'm gonna go work for yeah. myself. Yeah. And I'm gonna go find an idol. And that to me is is also valuable. Like, yes, the the idol gave him power to make that move, but he wouldn't have had that. Had he not said, I'm not working for Austin right now. He wants me to babysit Julie. I'm going to go do my own thing and I'm going to go find a freaking idol. And I did. And I did. Yeah. No, did I Did he it. maybe um, blow his cover by changing twice and going back in the same clothes? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe that takes away a little bit of points. But yeah. did, he, did he ultimately, his plan not go perfect? Yeah, I mean, maybe. But uh, it still worked out. And now he still has an idol. And he can now well, maybe possibly whatever he wants to do with it waltz into final four yeah. uh, with with uh, no big deal. Um, so that's five extra points for Jake and D. Jake is the only one that's picked up on a team that's on your team, so you get five extra points for Jake. I don't have our computer to tell us the f- total scores and everything, so that will be a secret, I guess, unless you recall and want to add it up yourself. That will be a secret going into the finals to figure out a bunch of stuff. But Jesse, talk to us about the points for this episode. All righty. So we're going to start with uh, Austin uh, on your team for winning an individual award, playing an, an idol on himself, and surviving the week, he gets 18 points. My guy. I'm looking up right now to see if I would have gotten more points if they kissed, but continue. Uh, Julie survived the week. She gets three points. The person with the most points this week was D, who won an individual immunity and was chosen for award and survived the week. She got 23 points, but neither of us have D. So you have a total right now of 21 points. Um, from, earned from this episode. Yeah. That's you know, you know, that's respectable. Yeah. It's not awful. It's not great, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I have Katora, who said a curse word. Thank you, Katora. Chosen for a reward 
and survive the week for 13 points. I have Drew, who said a curse word. Also, thank you, Drew. And Torch Snuff due to Blindside. And then I have Jake, who also said a curse word. Love my team. Love my potty mouth team. Uh, found a hidden idol and survived the week for 18 points. And then with the five bonus points, a total of 51 points. So there is now an additional 30 point differential between us. I, I'm so upset. Um, five point category kisses another player still in the game. So if Austin and D kissed, I would have gotten five more points. Yeah. And if they kiss at the end, it doesn't count because well, one of them won't be in the game because one of them, that's a great one point. or both of them they won't be in the game. To, they have to kiss before the winner is announced. Yeah. <laughs> no, know this audience. And they both have to be in the final three for yeah. it to count. No, this. Yes. No. Well, yeah, Had I guess it's fair. Katura not gone on that plane ride, you would have gotten them. How many points? Five points? It's only five. I feel like that should be worth a lot more. <laughs> I agree. Because I, that doesn't happen telling, as much in the new era of Survivor. You're telling me that catching seafood is more is ten points while kissing someone is five? What are we talking about, global TV? Um that's insane. Um but yeah, uh thirty point we said thirty points, right? Differential between the two of us? Yes. Uh, that stinks. Uh, and I was already behind. Um, but we're going to the finale. I don't Like you said, I don't know exactly the next points. Um, it should be good. We're both excited for the finale, I, I feel. Um, there are a lot of points up for grabs. Uh, there are bonus points. Whoever gets uh, third place, second place, and wins the game. Ten bonus points if you get third. Second, uh, 20 bonus points if you get second place. And 30 bonus points if you win the game. So, there, it, you know, if Austin or Julie win the game, which I don't know anymore. It's plausible, but we'll see. Um, if D goes home, then there is a good chance that Austin and Julie win. Um so if either of them win, I can make up all of the points I lost in one fell swoop. Um, That's assuming that I don't widen the gap. But. Well, if you widen the gap with Katora getting third place, then you get 10 bonus points because of it. If we get within a, uh, what is it, five point? What is, how many points is it for crying on camera? Crying on camera, I want to say it's five. Yes, yeah. visually like, cries with tears on camera. If we so. get within five points, we can go back and review Jake crying on the we beach. We have to. We have to. Um, There's also additional points up for grabs. 15-point category, win a fire-making challenge. So winning the fire-making challenge, going from fourth into third, uh, final three, will give someone 15 points. So that is a very interesting one. We mentioned maybe Julie, maybe Jake, um, maybe Austin. Uh, any of those people could potentially get 15 points. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of points up for grabs going to the last episode. Um, we'll see what happens here. Um, there's the p- idea of, you know, you get three points for surviving a week. I'm guessing whoever gets fourth doesn't get any of those three points, but we'll see what happens, folks. Uh, and then we'll have all our totals for next week. Um, I'm excited about the finale. Uh, if you are obviously listening to us, we appreciate it. And we hope that I want to say this now before we fully get to the finale, subscribe to survivor series, wherever you get podcasts, please subscribe because obviously we are, this is our second to last episode of this season. Mm -hmm. We'll be having another episode next week when this comes out. Um, but we will not be back until February. Well, probably February 26th. The new season, season 46 of Survivor starts February 28th. So we'll have our special early. Do they do two seasons in a year? Two seasons in a year. Yeah. Um, Let us know, uh, 
too if you want us to bring Jerry back for the finale. If you liked Jerry, mm, yeah. Ryan doesn't want to bring her back well, yet. Though the reason too we soon? <laughs> Jerry's listening to this, I know. We might not be able to bring Jerry back for the finale because of uh, our scheduling of having to record next week. Uh, next Fine. next week we have to watch the Survivor live and then record the next day immediately, and then we're on a plane Friday morning, and we cannot and we aren't coming back, so it has to be recorded Thursday morning. <laughs> Fine. So I guess Jerry, if you're listening to this, if you're available Thursday morning, if you want to wake up at the crack, <laughs> if you want to wake up, dawn, I think 5 a.m. your time. Yeah. Uh, then uh, then you can Fine, join us. But let us know uh, if you want us to bring Jerry back for the beginning episode of next season. Maybe I Jerry, if you're listening, we are we again we are pitching you to our to our followers. So yeah. just know that you will be called. But also know <laughs> that we're already having discussions. I'm probably yeah. gonna bring Jerry back for that episode. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be back the 26th of February um, for that special first episode of where we pick our teams, go through the new season, go through the new players, uh, and pick who is going to uh, potentially win Survivor. Um, so uh, until then... Until next week for the grand finale of season 45 of Survivor. Uh, I have been Ryan. That has been Jesse. Uh, this has been Survivor Series. Uh, email us, SurvivorSeries at gmail.com. Should do that plug earlier, but whatever. Jesse, any other thoughts? Oh, th- thoughts. Uh, things to go before you go, um, which is the classic s- st- s- uh, title for this segment. Um, what do you want What do you want to recommend for people who are listening to this week's episode? Uh, hydrate. Um, you're more likely to get dehydrated in the winter because you don't think about drinking water as much because you're not hot. So just remember to hydrate. That's my plug for the week. It's also, I think, also there's an argument that the winter is drier, I think. Yeah. I feel like the winter is drier just as a season. Just stay hydrated. Drink a lot of water. Drink you're not going to want to, but do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been having like ice strain. I think I talked about this last week. I've been having ice strain for like like two weeks. Uh, and a lot of it is probably because I was having migraines and like having four migraines over three weeks certainly hurts your eyes. Um, which point I had that fear today of like, it's been a week since I had a migraine. So either I'm not having one in the next couple of days or I'm going to have well, one. Don't in the next stre- you're going to have one if you start stressing yourself out about having one. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm also drinking a bunch of water because uh, hopefully that helps with my eye strain. Uh, that's my, that's my advice. Uh, if you have eye strain uh, and your eyes hurt, um, uh, but just before you go to bed, just put lotion all over your face. I mean, we're going to get so many people being like, I broke out because I put lotion all over my face. I've been using lotion. Use, yeah, but like the past two maybe days. like test it on a small patch of your face first. I've been testing on my feet first. Well, on As your my face? Your face is more sensitive. Maybe your face. Um, there's also facial moisturizers. If you have sensitive skin, try a facial moisturizer. Yeah, I don't have facial moisturizer. I'm using yeah. the, the, dry, the super like dry use- cracks the lotion that oh, I have. Oh, yeah. And you just put that on your face and you have no problems. I also learned that y- you don't use face wash and you just like yeah, rinse your face, face in the shower yeah. with soap and you're fine. I, and I'm jealous. Uh, no. You don't even do that? No. Just, oh, my God. I, I don't want soap in my eyes. And like... And yet... <laughs> That's been Survivor Survivor Series. We'll be back all next week. The crowd's taking us out. We'll be back next week for an all-new episode of Survivor Series for the finale. We love everybody. Goodbye.